you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. takes down Stafford the past when they're six straight they're undefeated in November look out AFC the Bucks stop the red hot Colts in Indianapolis struggles on the road not so much road teams have been hot this season of the best win percentage since 1983 and it continued in week 12 welcome to good morning football we're presented by Old Trapper beef jerky we're back to start another week here it is November 29th my name's Kay Adams we have Michael Robinson yeah, he's a Super Bowl champion you haven't been here in a bit I know man you guys haven't sent the car to come get me man I'm, I've been waiting to be a part of the breakfast Mike, your table. hair is so long it's are you getting doing in. an Aaron Rodgers or what no, no I'm not doing an Aaron Rodgers man I'm okay. just getting my consciousness on man and just Always. my hair Peter Schrager Kyle Brent Not tweet is. us at GMFP let's get some highlights Lee Block let's get with, it uh, Mike Raj here with us at the table here <laughs> all right last year Bengals Browns was the game of the year this was not and after a very low scoring you can call it ugly if you want but eight and three for the Ravens is not 16 to 10 however afterwards Lamar not happy I'm, I'm, I'm hot though. I threw four interceptions, three first half. Um, I, I feel like those drives when, when the interceptions came, we could have did we could have did something on those drives. We could have put points on the board. And I just told my team like that's me. Oh y'all, my defense just played lights out today. I, I was, I hope I could have put more points on the board for them. You know, instead of putting them out there with three interceptions, no points at all. Um, I'm ticked off, but I just I told all those guys, man, way to have way to have our back, way to have my back, cause y'all deserve that. Y'all played lights out. He's ticked off, he's hot, but they got the win. Four interceptions. Baltimore still came out victorious the last time that happened. It doesn't happen very often, guys. It was Andy Dalton back in 2013. Despite the turnovers. Because you're not supposed to win with four picks. Somehow this team does not give up. Even after four turnovers, they still fight. They got to win. How impressed were you by the Ravens over the Browns on Sunday Night Football? You know, we came in Friday morning and I was like, gosh, that Lions-Bears game might have been the ugliest game of the season. Um, We've got a new candidate here. Cleveland Baltimore. And it's funny because in Chicago, a lot of fans are like, I know 
in Baltimore, they're like, yeah, and we like it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's how they want it. And Lamar has bailed the Ravens out of so many games this, this season and the last few years. Yesterday, it was the defense bailing him out. And that's okay. That's a complete team win because the defense carried their load. And it wasn't just the usuals. We had Tyus Bowser, as you mentioned, making huge plays. Patrick Queen who has been under the, under the hot light and a lot of Baltimore yes, message boards. Like, what, what are we getting from this guy? He was awesome. And then Justin Ellis was great. But Odafe Owe, the, the rookie, the What's first What's going with two, Peter? Penn State, Penn let's State. go. Yes. He had two huge plays in this game. Ravens, they're not going to win many games like this. They won last night, but their defense has been much maligned. Wink Martindale was sending the dogs. This was without Calais Campbell. This is without Deshaun Elliott. This is without so many stars in that Ravens defense. And yet they won the game. Four interceptions from your quarterback. You should never Mm -hmm. win a game. And yet they held the Browns to just 40 yards on the ground, Mm -hmm. and they were harassing Baker Mayfield. I think it's a great Ravens win. A Mm -hmm. lot of teams might wake up in the morning and be like, no, we know Lamar's going to get back Mm -hmm. on track. That Baltimore defense finally Mm -hmm. found its group. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. This was a great Ravens win. I thought it was beautiful, man. I know you guys think it was an ugly win. I played fullback. I played in the trenches. I played, you know, (laughs) uh, uh, hitting linebackers, defensive tackles, things like that. This This was a beautiful game. I loved it. And oftentimes, champions of our league look back in the season and say, man, there were two or three games we shouldn't have won. And I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to look back at the end of the season, look at this game and say, man, I'm so glad we pulled this game out. Yes, Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions. That's what I'm concerned with because when they get into the playoffs, he can't have games like that. It just won't happen, right? He'll be another legend that we talk about as being great in the regular season and not being great in the playoffs. And to me, that's what Lamar Jackson is up against, right? The defense bailed him out last night, and Patrick Queen, you mentioned it. I mean, Patrick Queen, I've been on this kid for the last couple of years for getting Mm -hmm. toasted in the passing Mm -hmm. game and teams running right at him. He diagnosed plays last uh, last night. He made tackles in the backfield. He had a, a, a fumble recovery. I mean, just his ability to diagnose the play and get the ball carrier on the other side of the line of scrimmage. That's what I was impressed with. Okay, that's what I was impressed with. And, and he was tied to that defensive tackle in Brandon Williams who got penetration, who, who, who was a playmaker with double teams. And they held this Cleveland Browns rushing attack to just 40 yards. That's criminal. You know, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan right now, you should never be held to just 40 yards with the running backs that you have, with that offensive line that you have, with that offensive line coach and Bill Callahan that you have. Mm. This was a great defensive performance by the Baltimore Ravens. It really was. And yet, I know you guys here at the table empathize with my plight here. It's Mm -hmm. Monday morning after a holiday weekend, and I like what our show represents about positivity. If I'm a Ravens fan this morning, I'm terrified. I I don't like what I saw at all. I just saw our guy throw four picks against a collapsing team uh, with a hurt quarterback on his home field. Uh, that was scary. This this Division game Tecmo Bowl hero ball thing to Mark Andrews, this is not the thing. <laughs> That's not going to work against New England in the playoffs. All I'm looking for in the AFC, who can I count on? Yeah, who luck. can <laughs> I <true>. count on? <laughs> um, I hate to get really heavy. Last week, Lamar missed the game with a non-COVID illness. Kind of strange, but okay. People get sick. Lamar's had COVID twice. I don't believe Lamar's vaxxed. I don't point that out as judgment of his character, but rather remind everyone as a liability to the team. And I also to remind everybody that this season is about winning a Super Bowl for Baltimore. This is not Cincinnati this year or Cleveland last year. It's, hey, we made the playoffs. Last year was the win of playoff. This is winning three or four playoff games. Last night was really bad, and I had shades of him at Buffalo throwing a massive pick six in the, in the playoff game. So 
Uh, they won. They played really good defense. It's awesome. I don't know if I can count on this team. That scared the hell out of me last night because it's shades of a playoff game. It left me, uh, it left me shaking. How often do you think Lamar will throw four interceptions, though? Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's not that guy that's going to throw a bunch of interceptions. Hell, he doesn't throw the ball that much. So you can't expect that this performance is going to be something that we're used to seeing, right? Ravens played the defensive game of their lives, and they almost lost that one. Mm. Still, game was, it makes me nervous. The game was weirdo, though, yesterday. It was. Like, <laughs> weird, like every ping pong. Ping, I, I, I almost feel like the weirdest game of the week, they get the win. Let's move on to next week. I can understand where you're concerned, mm-hmm. though, with Lamar, because it's mm-hmm. not just this week. It's last week missing the game, mm-hmm. and then who knows but what else. Trigger, the identity of this Ravens team this year is weird yeah. and ugly. It's not just yesterday, four interceptions, which, by the way, uh, quarterbacks doing that are 0-41 yeah, over to the win, last Kay. eight years. That's crazy. It's not supposed to happen. But go back. Are they supposed to win with Hunt, Tyler Huntley in at quarter? Like, are they supposed to win... They've gone to overtime three times. I'm looking at it right now. They've won three games trailing by double digit. They, they needed a, what was it, a 68-yard field mm-hmm. goal to win over a team that's 0 mm-hmm. and 10 and 1. And now they won a game with Lamar Jackson throwing four interceptions. They're winning weird. They're not winning pretty. And you know what? We've seen pretty Ravens in regular seasons past, and they can't find a way to win ugly when the playoffs come. So maybe they need to be winning games in this fashion. They're battle-tested. This is Keep It Real Mondays from you, I know. It's so wide open. I know. That's the positive thing. Like, I know that the number one seed, they might as well be a four or a six with everybody else. It's so wide open. And look, that's an exciting, positive thing. (laughs) (laughs) I like that they're weird. You got there, Kyle. Rappaport, get in here. The water is warm. We're talking a little Week 12 action. Uh, Let's check in on a couple superstar running backs. Good morning to you. They're dealing with injuries from Week 12. What is latest with Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, concerning scene for Dalvin Cook getting carted off yesterday. The uh, running back, star running back for the Minnesota Vikings, who's been really in and out of the lineup this year, suffered another injury yesterday. I'm told it is a dislocated shoulder. He's going to have more tests today just to see what kind of damage happened to the labrum. A lot of times when a shoulder dislocates, it ends up tearing the labrum. For instance, we saw that with Baker Mayfield left side earlier in the year. We will see if that is the case with Dalvin Cook. Worth noting, he actually also, I'm told, is playing with a torn labrum on the other side, so he is banged up. We'll get some answers today as far as how long he is going to be out. Meanwhile, another injury we are tracking, Christian McCaffrey, who also has been in and out of the lineup with a variety of ailments. He essentially rolled his ankle yesterday, uh, was ruled out of the game in, in the second half, left the stadium in a walking boot. This doesn't seem, though, like a major injury. We'll see what the test showed today. The Carolina Panthers have a bye, so certainly it is conceivable, depending on what the results of some of these tests are today, if McCaffrey is able to return in a couple weeks without missing any time. Aaron Rodgers did not practice once this week, dealing with a toe injury, comes out of the tunnel. Would he look hobbled on the field? Feet look just fine. A.J. Dillon played well. Aaron Jones had a sighting or two. Let's look at the score on this one. The final is 36 to 28. The Rams lose three straight for the first time ever as McVay has been the coach. And here, Tom Pelissero went up to Lambeau. He spoke to the best wide receiver on the field, and it was Devontae Adams. Devontae, it felt like a playoff atmosphere out here. What did this win say about this Packers team? I mean, it shows how resilient we are. It shows how deep we are. We got a lot of key players lose a lot of time and miss a lot of time this year. So to be able to have the type of year we have and it's not done and, and we understand that, but 
just just to come out here and compete with a team like this. Great team. A lot of, I mean, they got Hall of Fame type players on that team. So be able to come out here and get a win at home in front of these beautiful fans, man. There's nothing better. Bucks going to Indy. Tom Brady is 15 and four in his career versus the Colts, including the playoffs. The Bucks got the job done on the road against a very good Colts team. Here's what Bruce Arians had to say to his team after the game. Hey, hell of a team win. Now that 30 minutes is the way the Bucks are supposed to be playing, right? Not that first 30. Taking the ball away, scoring after takeaways, all right, and winning. Let's make sure we build off this. We ain't going backwards, all right? We're going back on the road, and we start stacking these road chips. We ain't losing at home, all right? But we're playing for a lot now. Every one matters, all right? Enjoy it. I'll see you Wednesday morning. Hey, ready to come out, man, and do what we said to do. We came out here to win, and we got it done. No matter how it got done, we got it done. Yes, sir. Family, one, three, one, two, three. Pretty wild. Season marks the second time in 40 years that road teams have had a winning record through week 12. Leonard Fournette had a day. The Bucks defense uh, essentially shut down Jonathan Taylor. Did you guys see Vita Vea's tooth fly? Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. I, was oh, yeah. with, I right away think Vita Vea because I mean, he was huge and, of course, stopping Jonathan Taylor. Bruce Arian said after the game, I don't care if you lost one. He's got 30 more. <laughs> does he? Do we have 30? How does he know that? I don't know. One, two, we'll see. 31 teeth? That was his dental. Right? You know how many teeth we have. Let us know at GMFB. <laughs> well, I'm sure that will find its way into Tuesday or Wednesday's show. But we feel that the Bucks are playing championship-level football right now, Emma. I, I do. Um, they control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, right? They, you just saw Uncle Leonard Fournette rush the ball 400 yards. And then defensively, Vita Vea, yeah, he got a tooth knocked out. Um, uh, Indama Kinsu, uh, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, all of those guys across the defensive front, they stopped the run and they are able to get after the quarterback. So when I look at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, they can play any style you want, right? If you load the box offensively to stop Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady mm-hmm. in his accurate passing, he's going to beat you on the outside with his three number one receivers on the outside. If you guard them against the pass, they run the football. If, they in a, if they're in a defensive uh, fight, they can win you just playing from, from a defensive standpoint. And to me, some of these wins are not, they're not pretty. They're winning ugly. And to me, that is the mark of a champion. You're able to get wins early in the season when things aren't necessarily going your way. Mm-hmm. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're playing uh, championship football. They're not peaking, Kyle. They're not peaking like those Patriots, I think, are peaking. They're battle-tested. And again, kind of like what I said with the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. all of this adversity that they've ca- encountered this year, they're going to call back on these experiences later on in the season and as they get into the playoffs. I think it's not perfect. I, th- I think it's not even pretty. You feel good picking any other team in the NFC over these guys? I don't. No. Packers find a way to mess things up. Cardinals, very, very, very green. Rams, all kinds. I, I don't see it. I would never pick anybody over the Bucks right now. <laughs> Nobody. I would take them right eight and three. And the difference is, like, they got, they got nothing to prove. They have nothing to learn. Some of these young teams are like, we got to learn how to win. We got Just stack wins. We'll see in the playoffs. Maybe you'll be the number one seed the way this is going right now. Colts wanted to stop Godwin and Evans yesterday. They did. They did nothing. Brady's stats were very pedestrian. Who cares? He doesn't care. Just win. All they did was go into a dome and beat a team that hasn't lost in a month. That's running the wheels off the thing. No big deal. Uh, if you had to tell me right now, pick who's winning the NFC, I'm taking those guys. I, I trust them. I'm impressed with them. Eight and three, just cruising along. They'll probably finish up. Maybe three losses, four losses, five losses. 
I don't really care. And you can count on them. Let's not underestimate that win yesterday. They they went into a team's building that had just beaten the heavy in the AFC East, the Bills, 41 to 15 yeah. in their building. True. And then they come in and they're like, and they weren't good the first half. Arians use expletives to describe it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> they were not good the first 30 minutes, and yet they still found a way to win. You know who was really good? I know we're going to talk about Fournette, and we're talking about Winfield and Vita Vea's tooth, uh, and Brady, of course. Gronk was awesome yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, like, Gronk, Gronk, Gronk was so good in this game. And it was, like, vintage to the point where it looked like Gronk from not earlier this year, not from last year, not from looked like pre-retirement mm-hmm. Gronk. He had 10 targets, 7 catches, 123 receiving yards. That's a guy who retired, came back last year, was finding his like has been injured most yeah. of this year with broken ribs. Look, they've got a lot of veterans, and they've got a lot of guys. And Kyle, to your point, they've been there. They don't have this mental hurdle to jump. They're not the Buffalo Bills where it's right. like, what if this happens? They're not the, the Lamar Ravens where it's like, oh, wait a second, Lamar's having one of those games. It's the Bucks. They did it last year. They went on a run and they won the Super Bowl and they've got all those guys who've got rings on their fingers. Yeah, I think they're the favorites mm. in the NFC because they've been there and done that. It's all the more impressive that you're saying there's nothing to motivate them, but they stay motivated and that's the Tom Brady effect of yep. being, of course, down there. I think that's super impressive. Um, Gronk is great. I was looking at fantasy. His he was down in the doldrums of rankings. He was so cheap. I in daily like such a value, and he's so efficient when he's out there. He gets such a big part of the target share, and he's such a difference maker. Thirty-two teeth. Thirty-two teeth. <laughs> but <laughs> it includes wisdom teeth, which appear sometime between the ages of eighteen and twenty-five. Well, that's but sometimes there's four of them. They don't all grow in. Thirty-two, including wisdom teeth. So Arian's like dead on with that stuff. They're there. How about Mac Jones and the Patriots? Let's step over to the AFC for some highlights for breakfast. They've won six straight. Who's to thank for the quick turnaround? What's most impressive and who should be more scared? It's all next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Chargers Broncos was tight. There's a player in this highlight that I'm not real familiar with, Peter. I wonder if you'll know him. You know everybody. Chargers Broncos, it's not Teddy Bridgewater. Broncos have won three of the last four. Fourth quarter, up 14 to 7. He throws the touchdown pass to who? So many players. Eric Sauber. Peter, tell us anything. Eric Sauber is a fifth-year guy from Drake University. Nice. Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Chicago guy, Hoffman Estates. Basketball program. Absolutely. Uh, Chargers, let us love you. We knew this one might be scary, and sure enough, they lose. How about the Broncos? Six and five. I was worried about this game. Sure enough, the Broncos earned it. Double-digit win. Thoughts on this one? I mean, Kyle, you sort of saw it was a weird game, but it's kind of, to my point, Justin Herbert's not having a good day, and sometimes he doesn't. I know. Everything's on his shoulders and doesn't go well. Stuff. They he were threw down. another bad pick Sir in the Tan, end zone. though, man. So Dan looked really good. And it's just like, huge credit to Denver. Denver won't go away. They, they don't they don't want to go quietly into the night. They're sitting there at 6-5. and five. A lot of other AFC teams would love to be where they are. I'm very impressed with Denver. Like, I cannot believe we're still talking about them because I just, I always feel like they're one of these middling teams that's kind of putting it together and can't figure them out. 6-5, and five. we're almost in December, yeah. guys. And, and they lost that game to the Eagles, and you're like, all right, well, that's right. the season. Like, they're at home. Eagles come in, slay right. You're like, that's it. Then they answer with this. And I would say this about Denver. You know, they trade Von Miller, and a lot of people are like, why are they sellers right now? Like, what the Von okay. their defense has quietly gotten better since Von Miller has left. Yep. Have you heard about Von in LA much? I, I haven't. Von at all. Like, <laughs> maybe when you trade Von Miller, you know that there are some young guys that are ready to step up Jonathan into that Cooper. void. Mm-hmm. Cooper's Baller. been great, and they've obviously had young. But, like, the, the Broncos' defense under Vic looks really good, mm-hmm. and they're having fun, and they're young. And... At six and five, they're one of those teams where it's like very little pressure right now on yeah. that squad. No one expected anything from them this season. And that's how you can go out there and play just lights out, man. There's no pressure to win, no expectations. Nobody gives you a chance in most of the games that you play. This defense is playing lights out, man. They're getting after the quarterback. You saw Patrick Sertan. They're taking the ball away mm-hmm. um, from opposing uh, uh, offenses. I love what I'm seeing um, out of the Denver Broncos. Doesn't and they're running the football, too. It's easier for the Chargers. They've got those Bengals who looked insane mm. yesterday. Yeah, the AFC is wide open unless Crazy. there's one team that's Let's just go. gonna run away with Let's this. Let's go, Peter. Let's go, Peter. Here we go. Let's We're go. Back. <laughs> Patriots and Titans. Yes. Patriots fans, enjoy this. 36 to 13. After the game, Patriots rookie quarterback, winner of six straight games, Mac Jones, praised the play of the other unit, his defense. It just changes the momentum of the game. And they've done that all year. So the goal is to not turn the ball over on offense and do what they did today and get the four takeaways. And you can see how much they play together and celebrate and all that. And it's exciting. And we just got to capitalize and make points for them and not turn the ball back over as well. So it's kind of a ebbs and flow type thing. And they've done a great job and we have a great defense. So it's a lot of fun to have those guys with us. You're saying ebbs and flow, but it ebbed and then it flowed. That's kind of how it's gone if we take a look at seriously. The first six games versus the last six games. For this Patriots, they've, they're have they undefeated for the past six. They're averaging over 35 points a game. Something clicked, something is working, and now everybody needs to be scared the hell of the Patriots. Last yeah. season, they finished the season 7-9. and nine. 
This is so impressive. Mac Jones doing what he's doing. The defense, a one-year turnaround for this team in an AFC East that we thought we were going to be super scared of. What's most impressive to you? Oh, wow. There's a lot of impressive things about this team. I would have to say the defense has probably been the most impressive. I mean, and it's been, it's been embodied in that kid, J.C. Jackson. To me, J.C. Jackson is the reason that they let Stephon Gilmore walk out mm. of the door. This kid's a lockdown corner. Um, I think he has seven interceptions this year, 24 since 2018. The guy's a lockdown guy, right? And he takes the opposing uh, team's number one receiver completely out of the game plan. He's long, he has catch-up speed, and he has ball skills, guys. You don't see many defensive backs with ball skills like wide receivers. J.C. Jackson is one of those types of guys. He takes the ball away from opposing offenses. And then offensively, you know, mac and cheese, Mac Jones, he's doing his thing, man, completing over 70% of his passes, pushing the ball downfield, mm -hmm. and they're running the football. And, and what I think is happening is these guys like Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, guys that we thought were, I don't know, CD listers mm -hmm. um, in the National Football League, they're gaining confidence, and they're playing lights out. And so this team is going to be scary to play going down uh, the stretch of the season. I just hope they're not peaking too early. I'm watching this 23-year-old quarterback every single week. This has gone on week after week after week, and he's got a little little twinkle in his eye too, yeah. like he's feeling it. You know, he was asked after the game about, you know, it's getting cold in Foxborough now. This is a guy this is from Jacksonville, <laughs> played his college career in the SEC, you never seen this stuff. And he's just like, look, it's only gonna get colder. And it's like almost a little wink, he's feeling it. And you know, if you're someone in the media who hypes Mac Jones and happens to have a lot of Bills fans and your followers, you hear a lot of nonsense. And you know, Bills fans, well, Mike, you know, uh, he, he's a system guy, yep. check down Charlie, check down, check down. Check yourself. He's won six in a row. He's, I, I see 300 yards next to his name down there. I see touchdown, touchdown. He's 23 years old. I don't know if it's peaking too early. I haven't even hit stride yet. Kay mentioned ebbs and flows. I don't even know what an ebb is. I. What I the hell is an ebb? I got that wrong. So yeah, no, wrong. I think you got it right. Ebb like a dip? Yeah. Maybe all I see is it's flow. Valley. Not ebbs and flows. It's, it's hustle and flow. Hustle and flow. Walk that trick. Can I say that? <laughs> Three six mafia. Let's go. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but that, oh, whatever he's, if it's good, he's doing it. It's yeah. fine. And hello, Terrence Howard. <laughs> on this beautiful morning. Um, I, you know what? He's a really good coach. Bill Belichick's a really good coach. I, I feel like we're talking, we, we strive to find. Maybe the most impressive thing is that Belichick in one year was like, we're not going to go through a 10 year rebuild or a yeah. five year rebuild. It's like, we're going to spend a lot of money in free agency, the most ever. We're going to draft really good rookies, and then we're going to put it all together and drop it up together and maybe take the first month of the season, figure it out, and then boom, <laughs> we're going to be the best team in the AFC. Okay. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe posted this tweet. What Belichick has done as a coach, look at six years, six game win streaks. Okay. Guys, he's had a six game win streak. <laughs> in 01, 03, 04, 07, 10, this 11, 12, 14, this 15, is not 16, for real. This is 17, real 18, awesome. 19, 21. Again, courtesy to the Boston Globe, Ben six Volan, games. this is not my info, this is what he posted. That is different seasons with six plus game win streaks. This is not a fluke. This is not like a one-year wonder. Yeah. This is here to stay, and we have to get used to it. The Patriots were bad for one season, mm -hmm. and the NFL didn't bury them. In fact, they found a way to let them spend the most in free agency, get their quarterback, running back, and defensive tackle for the future, and completely keep their, keep their coaching staff and rebuild. They're the best team in football right now. I don't know what else to tell you. They're that good, and I don't know if they're going away anytime soon. Mm. And it's so true, and there's this rookie that you're talking about, the twinkle. I haven't seen the twinkle in his eye. Awesome. I'll have to rewatch the tape. You're watching more closely yeah. than I am, but he's getting better every week, and that's all you can ask for. What a dream, and that's a testament to Bill Belichick. Also, I know they spent all this stuff in free agency, and they had draft picks, and it went well, and it's been
panning out, but there's not a star on this team. Like part of the reason Tom Brady allegedly and reportedly wanted to maybe explore other places was because surrounding pieces load me up, give me big playmakers, and it didn't really exist there. Mac Jones, this isn't to disparage Jacoby Myers, who've stepped up, Kendrick Bourne, all these guys mm -hmm. who are doing their thing, the run game looking so well, but there's not like a household name star. Mac mm -hmm. Jones is still coming in and putting up a career high 310 yards. We, uh, week after week, he looks a lot better, and I'm terrified. CBS Mornings co-host contributor up, to the NFL today. You can see him doing the stuff up, with Nickelodeon and all over. Yeah. What's up, Andrew, buddy? On NFL Network. What's up, Kay Adams? How you doing? Eugene, Good to see I'm you. I'm so What's great. Up? All right, so my espresso moment, espresso moment of the day. Um, I'm going with the Bengals offense. Oh, man. Did you guys see the Bengals offense? Beat up on the Steelers. Now, listen, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I don't want you to sit here and think that I'm just taking shots and, and throwing punches your way. I don't need to because the Bengals beat you up already. Don't get mad. I'm just keeping it real. This is what I feel like it was. If anybody grew up in a household full of siblings, it's that moment where you are walking in the kitchen and you see your older brother or your older sister, you just kind of bump into them. Because you know, mm -hmm. I've matured. I'm going through puberty. Yep. You're a man. Your voice might be deepening. You've got a few hairs on your chin. You know what I'm saying? Some things have dropped. And you're sitting here saying, big bro, you she can't bags. push me around oh anymore. God. That's exactly <laughs> what it felt like to me. It didn't feel like it was the changing of the guard and they're going to pass the torch to the younger. No, they snatched respect from the Steelers. And now this is, what, three wins in a row for the Bengals. They were absolutely dominant in the air and on the ground. Shout out to Joe Mixon. So for me, my espresso moment has to be the Bengals beating up on the <laughs> big brother or the big little brother now, Steelers. Nate, it reminds me of when Chloe Grace Moretz kicked your butt in mm -hmm. fantasy football earlier this year. <laughs> and we're all like, yeah, you know, for, for years, Chloe Grace Moretz has that's been taking true. just these beating. Now, Nate, she gave it to you that that's time. Right, she did. Uh, game that's ball, true. who do you got? Hey, we're facing Nate? Kelly Rowland this week. Shout out to Kelly Rowland. Okay. Game Kelly ball, Rowland. who you got? Game ball. I'm going with uh, Leonard Fournette. You can't spell Fournette without the four touchdowns that my man had in this game. Now, this was a messy game from the beginning, right? You had turnovers early. Uh, Tom was a little bit off. The passing game wasn't as crisp as it usually was. So what did they do? They leaned on the run game. And, of course, Leonard Fournette even catching out of the backfield. And then he put it away at the end of the game. You know, this is what we love about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, Tom Brady being the quarterback, when the moments matter the most, you can give the ball to him. He'll take you to the promised land. But they gave the ball to Fournette to put their team ahead in a situation where we thought to themselves, this is going to be a game that the Buccaneers can't win because their offense can't get going. No. When you have a running back, a dominant running back like Leonard Fournette, who we fell in love with a long time ago when he was summoning DBs as he was running with the ball in his hand, saying, come hit me, I'm going to bring the pain. Um, he's still doing his thing. So shout out to Leonard Fournette. He gets my game ball. Nate, I was thinking about you this week when Rodgers pulled his foot out because of all the uh, boomer, uh, boomerang hammer time jokes we would have made and Marcus isn't feeling the hammer time. <laughs> David Allen Greer's disgusted and Martin's like, so what? It's her feet. Who cares? But uh, you're also kind of a toe expert, Nate, in your own like little way and in toe drag swag, of oh, course. Oh. Uh, we were all paying attention to feet last week. You do every single Sunday. What was your favorite of your toe drag swag? In week 12. Yeah, I guess you could say I got a little bit of a foot fetish when it comes to toe drag swag. Sure. When it comes to toe drag swag, take it easy, everybody. All right, so my toe drag swag was a play that you guys have already shown, and it was a beautiful catch by the new Patriot wide receiver. They brought him in this offseason. Shout out to Kendrick Bourne. And this is that time of the year 
where all of those guys, all of that money they spent, the Patriots bringing in free agents and guys returning back to the roster like Kyle Van Noy and Hightower, they are starting to figure it out. If this was a puzzle piece, mm. it looks like the Patriots have their pieces together. Shout out to Kendrick Bourne. This was my Toadrack swag moment. Uh, I'm going to ask you straight up, big dog. Are the Patriots yeah. back? They, they are back. I mean, uh, listen, they, they started off the season two and four, right? Since week seven, they have been dominant on the defensive side of the ball. We're talking first place in every major statistical category. And then on the offensive side of the ball, guys are stepping up. Hunter Henry has been fantastic. Mac Jones actually missed him in the red zone yesterday, which was a little bit odd. But Kendrick Bourne, uh, you have Jonu Smith. And then on the defense side of the ball, they can do it on every level. They can get after the quarterback. They can mix up their looks. Their linebackers will be dominant in the running game if you ask them to because they can go sideline to sideline. And then the back end, forget about it. If you throw a ball anywhere near J.C. Jackson, he's coming down with that interception. So, yeah, the Patriots are back. At this point in the year, I would not bet against them. And here's the thing. Forget about them having a win streak right now. That's fine. Uh, will they win the rest of their regular season games? Most likely they won't. But just think about how well they're going to play when they take an L. Because it's going to happen. It's inevitable right before the playoffs start. Whether it's in a couple of weeks, a month from now. When they lose a game, Bill Belichick is going to show up on Monday and light them up. And Mike Robb, you know, coming off of a loss with a coach that can really rub it in the right way. I mean, he's going to be able to get these guys on a completely different playing level than they are already right now. So for me, I'm saying the Patriots are back and I'm not going to bet against them. Before we let you go, I know you've got an important interview with the cast of United States of Owl. Um, <laughs> what was more yeah. painful to watch yesterday, Vita Vea losing a tooth or Kirk Cousins lining up behind the guard on a huge fourth down play in the fourth quarter of a must-win game? It's, it's Vita Vea losing a tooth, man. I mean, I, that, that's mm. one thing that I, I've always been scared of. I mean, my absolute worst fear in the world is getting hit in the mouth and one of my chicklets being on the ground or in my hand. I, I, can't, I can't even fathom like what I would do. And I'm not saying I'm just this completely vain individual, but I mean, these is the money makers, baby. You can't lose the teeth. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say the, the tooth. You know, the Kirk Cousins quarterback is lining up behind different, that happens all the time. But losing your teeth, I mean, this isn't hockey. That's crazy, man. Where's the mouthpiece, fam? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. 
Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Vikings Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo's future remains uncertain as the 49ers takes on the Vikings. Kirk Cousins had some weird moments in this game, but he just was off in critical moments. 49ers win 34-26. 49ers go to 6-5. and 6-5. Where do the Eagles go? They're trying to get this thing going. They run the ball every single week. They're running the Giants, who have, are 3-7. and seven. But division game on the road, you can never, ever count on it. The Eagles had a shot in this, and there was a couple really good passes from Hurts that were dropped by Jalen Rager, including one right on the goal line that we're going to spare you, Philadelphia. We're not going to spare you from this. You're 5-7 and seven after a 13-7 That might have been a worse loss than the Browns or Steelers yesterday. It's to the eat. I mean, it was nice to see the Giants get a win. They, of course, yeah. make a change. They part ways with Jason Garrett. Ian Rappaport here with more on that. They got the win after firing their offensive coordinator. Are there more changes coming in New York. Yeah, my understanding, Kay, is there are more changes coming. First, Jason Garrett, and, and then when it gets to the offseason, the focus will be on the front office. My understanding is that Dave Gettleman, the general manager who has been there since 2018, 70 years old, is not expected to return for the 2022 season. Now, there are a couple options as far as how this may happen. He may end up retiring, saying simply, uh, it has been a good run. I'm out. Go uh, retired to Cape Cod, certainly an option. Uh, and the way the Giants handles the, the way the Giants handle the situation, handle things generally, that's probably the most likely. But from what I understand, there'll be another voice alongside Joe Judge making the key decisions heading into this coming offseason, and it is a very big one. They have two first-round picks. They have a quarterback they need to make a decision on with with Daniel Jones. They got to rebuild the offensive line. They got to rebuild the linebackers. There's a lot that this organization needs to do, and it sounds like they will have a new voice doing that going forward. Appreciate the updates all around. Mr. Mayor was very clear about wanting changes, uh, his lack of patience going into this season, wanting wins. They got one yesterday. Maybe there's more to come with those changes down the stretch. Thank you so much. And in the offseason, as you mentioned, Ian, appreciate you. Talk to you in a bit. Time now for Good Morning Football. Game balls. Always a tough decision. We sit there on Sundays. We rack our brains. Who deserves this top performer of Week 12 award? Yeah, mine is going to Debo Samuel, the wide receiver slash running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He made history yesterday for the Niners. He became the first wide receiver in the history of the NFL to have two different rushing touchdowns in a game, and he did it with ease. He gashed this team with the running game, okay? He only had 12 receiving yards, but it felt like at all moments of this game, you had to watch Debo Samuel. He also became the first wide receiver ever in NFL history to have five rushing touchdowns in a season. We're only in week 13. Oh, wow. Thousand receiving yards in a season, five receiving touchdowns, wow. and five rushing touchdowns. Debo joins Marshall Falk and Roger Craig as the only back. players. Both guys are running backs. Now, Debo Samuel left the game in the third quarter with a groin injury. I think every Niners fan is checking their phone and clicking refresh to see if he's going to be all right. Yeah. We should know today. But I will say this. They don't win that game yesterday without Debo Samuel setting the tone and doing what he's done every single week this season. Debo, we see you. I think he's a unicorn. There's no other players like him in the entire mm. NFL. I love it. Now they're, what, just a game back of the Rams? Oh, yeah. Two, who are two games back of the Cardinals? Cardinals? It's interesting what's going on over there. I love the love for him. How about the Dolphins? 
They're 4-0 over the last four weeks. I'm very excited for them, for the team. But we keep talking about, the only time we've mentioned Jalen Waddle in three hours is to talk about his cute little penguin yep. dance. No, 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 no. He was taken sixth <coughs> overall by this team, and he has been crucial, completely tied to the success that they've had of late. Nine catches, 137 yards, and a touchdown. He was electric. He was so impressive in this win over the Panthers in Week 12. But it isn't just about this win. What he's meant to the Dolphins' resurgence over this course is incredible. The Dolphins are 4-0. He's second in the league in catches mm. in that time. Rookie. Second, yeah. Third in the league in yards over that span. Not among rookies. Among the entire Everybody. NFL. It's really impressive. They've come back to life in the AFC playoff picture, which I love. I'm happy for Tua. I'm happy for Waddle. I'm happy for B-Flow. Uh, and I feel like he, Waddle needs to get a lot more love than he's getting for now. Certainly not just for his waddling touchdown. You're crushing it, and I see you. 4-0 and 4-0. That's awesome. That Amazing. is a great run in this wild AFC. A question for anybody in the Cincinnati area. Are you looking to move your family into a single-family home, maybe a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath? I've got a realtor for you. No, I actually don't. It's the head coach of the Cincinnati. Bengals, who we have joked with earlier, that Zach Taylor looks like a golf pro, a realtor, an HVAC salesman. With We did this about a month ago, and all of you viewers weighed in with what Zach Taylor looks like. Zach Taylor gets my game ball because he looks like a coach who just beat the bejesus out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Zach Taylor, uh, I said earlier in the year, if you rank all 32 coaches based on their recognizability in public, he'd be 32nd. He's moving way up. And I have to tell you, uh, Packers Reddit did this thing that's everywhere now where they ranked the 32 head coaches according to their sexiness from 1 to 32. Wow. And they got Zach Taylor up at a very respectable 15. <laughs> and I like that he's right behind Bruce Arians and right in front of John Harbaugh, middle of the pack. Zach Taylor is becoming famous, and I mean that in a good way, for taking a very young huh. Bengals team and beating teams that matter. Zach Taylor, you're not a golf pro. You're not an HVAC salesman. You are a great head coach with a very anonymous look. Granted, but I respect what you're doing. You get my game ball. All the players, all the coaches just say, you get mine, my Who friend. was 32? Yeah. Yeah. 32 was, uh, he actually won that. yesterday. 32, that's not my yeah. list, but they had uh, <laughs> they had uh, uh, Vic Fangio at 32. Really? Oh, yeah. Hey, why do you do Vic like that? Yeah. Yeah. Give me the top three. Do you have the top three? Yeah, uh, I, I think smoldering no, no, no. Kevin's defense. Not yours. <laughs> <laughs> not yours. Um, actual. Packers, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I have it. Packers okay. red. He was about to go it. all Stefanski's in on his own. Stefanski's and those, those steel blue eyes. By the way, they I have number one, um, Matt LaFleur number one. Okay. Oh, Brian okay. Flores, number two. Ooh, okay. And there's a hottie at number three. Robert Sala at three. Wow. Robert Sala. Okay. That's their top three. This is Packers Reddit. The list is everywhere. You can see it online. Cliff Kingsbury at four. And then Mike Tomlin and Sean McVay at five and six. This is he sexy head coach rankings. <laughs> uh, Packers Reddit. God's here. work. You God's can read my rankings over at NFL.com. You were about to give your own personal Oh, dude, I have it. <laughs> I can give you a whole list. For me, my game ball has to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. I mean, Todd Bowles had this group ready to go. They forced five turnovers, two interceptions, three fumble, uh, three fumbles that they forced and recovered. I mean, mm. they totally thwarted this run game of the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I thought Jonathan Taylor and this and this offensive line was going to come in and just maul these guys up off of the ball. But Vita Vail, without his tooth, he stood up. Mm -hmm. He was a playmaker. Sue was also a playmaker. I mean, check this out, guys. Okay. Jonathan Taylor only had 25 rush yards in the first 10 offensive drives. I mean, that's crazy. This defense was playing lights out. And if they continue to play like this, uh, like we talked about earlier, there's not a team, not just the NFC, but in the entire league, that's going to beat this team if this, de if, this de if this defense plays like this. I know that you probably have some more questions. I don't know if I have any more answers for you, but I'll try. I'm looking and seeing that uh, 
We don't turn the ball over. We get two penalties in the game. What the heck, man? Okay, so that was Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll showing his frustration after the team lost to the Cardinals in Week 11. Next up for Seattle is the Washington football team. It's just a few hours from now to wrap up Week 12. The Seahawks are in last place in the NFC West. They have very little, probably no hope, bleak hope for the playoffs. What do we think about the state of the Seahawks right now and really what it means for their future? And, Rob, you want a chip with this mm, Yeah, it's not good. They're the 15th seed in the NFC right now. Right. There's only 16 seeds mm. out there. Um, and just that little clip that we just showed, guys, uh, looking at my old coach, Pete Carroll, he, he just looked tired. Even before that, I heard him speak on the radio a few weeks before that, and again, he sounded tired. And it just makes me wonder if that message that he was pumping into us in 2010, you know, about competing and, you know, always, you know, giving effort and, and always being positive, it just makes you wonder, is that message starting to rub off a little bit um, on this team? Pete Carroll traditionally wants to run the football, play tough-nosed defense, and be explosive in the passing game. Russell Wilson wants to cook. He wants to throw the ball all over the place and to be explosive um, throwing the football all over the place. And to me, that's where you see the philosophy starting to differ. I just don't think that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson will be together next year. Mm -hmm. I just think that this is this is headed toward um, a breakup. Pete leaving or Russ or both? <laughs> Here's where I cannot gets... see John Snyder without Pete Carroll. Mm. Well, here's where it gets interesting. You know? So Pete's been the coach for 12 years yep. now. He's 70 years old. But last November, they signed mm. him to a massive contract extension through the 2025 season. Mm. So, I, I, you know, it's new owners, and we're not sure how they feel about their funds. But, like, Pete's 70 years old and is signed through 2025. And right now, if the NFL draft was today, they would not have a first-round pick, but their pick would go to the Jets because of a – Jamal Adams trade, mm. and that pick would be fifth overall. So it's like, well, the future's bright. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a bad situation in Seattle. They shouldn't be this bad this season. They were hoping to be competitive this year. We can't hear that he's tired. You know, like yeah. I know he is, and I get it. And he is the oldest coach in the league. And then what Peter's saying about like he's under contract, like mm -hmm. don't, don't be tired. We got work to do here. Yeah. Um, it's really strange seeing three and seven next to Seattle. It's just not what we're used to. What's even stranger is that we have. These two teams tonight, I'm actually more excited to see Taylor Heineke play than I am Russell Wilson. Like, I can't it. wait to see Heineke. I think that's actually really intriguing what Washington has going, and it's the whole offseason thing, and none of the NFC East quarterbacks are settled except for Dak. So uh, I guess my commentary on Seattle right now is you're nationally televised almost irrelevance tonight, yeah. and the only thing we're here to tune in for is some sort of dumpster fire maybe, like that, that people want to see you burn because you've had so much success. It's very negative, but Pete can't be tired. We got we got work to do, yeah. man. Sure. I'm with you. Forget the Seahawks. How about the Washington football team? If they get a win, they jump over the Minnesota Vikings, mm. who are super intriguing, into the playoff picture. They are in the final playoff spot in the NFC with a win over those Seahawks today. I think that's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, Absolutely. it will be fun. But I, I tell you guys, Russell Wilson, he's a guy that if it's a guy that has to put the team on his shoulders, he can do it. Uh-huh. Well, that's intriguing. I'd like to see that happen. You think Seattle wins the right with him? No. No. Oh. Peace. All right. We out. <laughs>37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 